is everybody here? Again, well, come on. What was that, dude? dude? So do you know what this quote is from? Is it from... It's really random, really obscure. Hotel Transylvania. Good guess. It sounds like a Dracula. That's what it sounds like. That's a really good guess. It's from Gremlins 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, the, like, professor, like, smart gremlin... He's, like, gathered all the gremlins, and he's like, is everybody here? And they start singing New York, New York. No? You know, I've never seen Gremlins 2. Actually, the only reason I know anything about Gremlins 2 is the key. Let me guess. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, no, you know what we should have? We should have a lady gremlin, and we, yeah. we have a spider gremlin. and like, It's exactly that. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, should I be watching this movie? Like, yes. Have you seen Gremlins 1? Oh, yeah, of course. Come on. That's a classic. Uh, well, anyway. This podcast tonight is not about gremlins. I just like to throw in random, random quote. And everybody is not here. We are missing our third musketeer, Andy. Yeah. So it's just Caleb and Connor here because Andy is actually in the process of buying a house right now. Yeah, a little life update. A life update. Life update, yeah. He's buying a house. He's getting married. You know what's so funny is, you know, I missed one episode. Because I was, like, violently sick. <laughs> and Andy has given me so much crap for that one episode. <laughs> so guess what, Andy? It's coming. It's your turn now. It's your turn now. <laughs> so it's just me and Connor tonight, and we are co- talking about The Last of Us. Oh, guys, I'm so pumped. The newest show to hit HBO Max. Um... And, yeah, we were just so excited to talk about this because we are four episodes into a nine-episode season right now. And we thought we'd just do a quick midpoint episode to talk about this. It's in pop culture. We're watching it. We're loving it. So we figured we'd have a little discussion on that. Before we get into our in-depth, like, spoiler-type discussion, we're going to kick us off with just a little, you know, 30-second to a minute um, intro of, like, What's our non-spoiler review of this show? What do we think? And yeah. we'll just kind of throw it out there for you guys who haven't seen it yet. So Connor, why don't you kick us off with that? All right, guys. I'm, I have to say that this movie is, or I guess this show, is not the most original, okay? <laughs> it does not mean that its story is not amazing, okay? My spoiler-free review is basically The Last of Us is... The Walking Dead meets Mandalorian. Okay. Oh, that's a good. That's just, it. That's a good way to say it. Post post apocalyptic, um, father care father figure father figure TV show. All right. Now the I know. See, for me, I played the game. All right, and the game has a very special place in my heart. Mm. So literally, like this show, I was so pumped slash worried because obviously video game adaptations. Not exactly. Historically not the best. Yeah, historically not the best. But you know what, guys? It did not disappoint. Wow. So that's saying something. Because this this show was very near and dear to your heart because of the video game. You didn't want them to to crap on the legacy. Oh, man. (laughs) Don't be crapping on my my last of us. But so far, you're three episodes in and you think, no, it does not. Like, it's not crapping on the legacy. It's living up to the hype. It is living up to the hype. Okay, this is everything a video game adaptation should be. Mm. That's it. So I have a little bit of a different perspective because I actually didn't play the game. So for those of you out there who have not played the video game but are still possibly interested in watching the show, I would say, yes, do it. 
Because as someone who hasn't played the video game, well, to be honest, I played like the first 20 minutes of it. Yeah. But, but I did not play the whole game, so I'm in that crowd, and I love it. Uh, I'm four episodes in. I thought the first episode was actually my favorite so far, so if you want to try it out, and if you watch the first episode, you can determine at that point whether you like it or not. And that's a pretty good taste of what the show is. So it gets my stamp of approval, um, and yeah, I definitely recommend watching it if you haven't. Wait, so I gotta know why? What, what made you stop after the first twenty minutes of the game? Okay, well let's uh, let's get right into it. So we'll start by talking about the episodes, and we'll just go one by one through each of the episodes. We'll talk about the characters, um, and at this point, we're gonna start getting into spoilers. So if you haven't seen the show, turn us off right now, and then tune back in once you're finished. But um, the reason why I didn't play the rest of the game i feel like because i played up until the point that the daughter dies oh <laughs> that, that is what that was the i i don't know it honestly i don't remember exactly why like I, it was either that i had rented the game and that's as far as i got before i had to take it back mm-hmm. to the whatever video game rental place i got yeah. it from or it could very well have been that that was just too brutal for me to handle mm-hmm. i was like that just wrecked my soul. Like poor little baby Caleb just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't make it through the... I could Oh, and even watching this episode, man, I like knew it was coming. I was like, oh, dang. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. I can't handle this. Don't do this to me. And it was just... It was heart-wrenching. Really? Watching that again. You know what? I, I will say that, that the game hit me really hard when the daughter died. But the show just nailed it. Okay, it, and probably the show probably hit me harder because I feel like the wow. show you develop more of a, of the story. You, they develop more character in the daughter. Okay, yeah. you see her interact with the neighbors. You see what happens to them, and I mean, like for me, actually, like something really traumatic that happened in that first episode was, you know, after Joel shows up with uh, Tommy and they take they take the daughter. I can't even remember her name, but um, oh yeah, I don't know. But they take her, throw her in the truck. And you see, like, the neighbor, like, run out and be like, Joel, what's going on? And he's like, get back inside. And, but they don't. They, like, you know, the, the one infected neighbor runs out and they hit him with the truck. And I just, like, they pans, the camera pans back. And you see the neighbor who Joel told to go inside walk over to check on the neighbor. They just ran over. And then another infected person just run, comes and just tackles them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that just, like, hit, for some reason, hit so hard in me and so mm. um yeah it's just like know. wow this is starting like already someone's just going out to check on their neighbor and then all of a sudden they're tackled by this like zombie and killed and like, just killed brutally just like things went downhill so fast so fast and like i knew it was coming but i know that like they changed some things in the story so i was kind of like oh like, what are they going to do? Are they going to, like, how are they going to kill the daughter? Are they going to change it up? But no, they oh, they did exactly. Yeah, they did exactly. Um, the Sarah, by the way, is the Sarah, that's right. <laughs> We're you. very prepared Thank tonight, you. ladies and gentlemen. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that one girl, Joel's daughter. That one girl. Every yeah. time. Just Joel, <laughs> Joel's daughter. Oh, uh, but yeah, I, um, I was very curious about that. Just like, especially as I was watching the first episode. I feel like there was a lot of video game elements of it to where like great example was when 
they got separated after the car crash and like the police car rammed into the their car and like yeah. oh Tommy's over there and Joel and Sarah are on the other side. I was like, that's such a video game. That is like, oh, 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 can't get to, can't climb over this yeah. car. <laughs> uh, we gotta go around. <laughs> like, oh, there's a small fire in front of me. Okay, yeah. well, that's it. <laughs> but I really liked all those elements of like, oh, that's this feels very video game like, you know. And yeah. it was just fun to kind of see like, oh, I can tell that's been adapted from the video game. But it also makes me really curious of like. Okay, what what is embellished here? Because obviously there's a lot that they have to add into here. Yeah. Um, to fill out the story, but it just it really made me, dude. I want to play this game so bad. Oh, it's so good. I can't wait. I'm like, it's so good. Every the more I watch, the more I'm like, oh dang, I can't wait to play this game. It looks so great. Oh. So I'm. I think uh, I think I can handle it now. <laughs> I've grown up. You're old bit. enough now. <laughs> That's so funny because I will tell you. So my experience with the video game was, um, I to this day, my my buddy in high school. All right, he had a PlayStation Three. I had an Xbox. Obviously, this was a uh, PlayStation exclusive when it came out in twenty thirteen. Oh, is still that right? is technically actually, but um, and so I, I went over to his house and he let me play it. Like he was like, "Dude, you got to play this game. This is incredible. <laughs> it's a single player game." So like you know, back in the day, everyone is like sitting around the couch like watching me play this yeah. game. Oh, it's and so great. I get to the point where the daughter dies. And I'm like, and the whole time he's like messing with me. He's like, he's like, oh, dude, this is getting crazy. The, you know, just watch what happens to the daughter. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, well, she can't die. She's on the box. And he's like, is she? I was like, yeah, yeah, she's on the box. <laughs> That's what I thought too. And then, yeah, yeah. Dude, and then she and then, dies. I was not prepared. I know. I was like, wait, what, what, what? <laughs> she's on the box. <laughs> I know. And then she dies, and then the scene with the soldier soldier shows up, oh. and oh man, brutal. And so it hit me so hard. He let me borrow his PlayStation, and to finish the game. Wow. So I took it home. I finished it. It made me so scared that I could no longer play it at night. I really? Only play it during the day with my parents home. Like <laughs> so, but I finished oh, it, Caleb. Wow. I finished it. You, yeah, right. you did it better than I could, man. Dang. Oof. Wow, that's pretty. That's, cool. That's a good friend. Let you borrow his whole gaming system just to play this game. I know, honestly, I, I wouldn't do it for someone else. So, man, well, to give you another idea of how much I really latched onto the show from the beginning, so I started watching it with Haven, mm. and she got really sick, like, like ten minutes in. Oh, jeez. Just because. Okay, so. She's just not feeling well right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just like, oh, the, the zombies can't handle it. But so she wasn't feeling well. So she went upstairs and I finished it. And I was like, oh, dang. Haven's got to see this. No, like I, so I watched it again. Wow. The first episode, that's an hour and a half. I watched yeah. the whole thing again with Haven. That's how good it is. Then I'm wow. like, you have to experience this, and I am perfectly fine signing up to experience it again with you because it was that good. It was worth my time. So, <laughs> and you know what? Time well spent. All That's right. right. That's right. What about you? What's your experience with the first episode? So, um, I mean, Gigi and I watched it together, and since I know I played the game multiple times, I have the first, I have the original, I have the remaster, I have Last of Us Part Two. Dude, can I borrow um, it? Well, I can't. You just lend me the game. No, <laughs> get your own. 
Fine, I'll download it. It's worth it. They they deserve my money. Uh, no, no. <laughs> well, I say no because Gigi wants to play the game. Oh, okay. So give me. It'll take her about a week to play the game for okay. twenty minutes, and then she'll quit, and then I'll give it. To oh, okay. So <laughs> deal. Um, but no. So we. I sat down and I told Gigi. I was like, "You have to watch this with me. This game. The story has a special place in my heart." I need you to see this. And so mm. like, and it was the same thing where she was like going through the story and she was like, Oh, what's going to happen? Like, Oh, who's going to die? First of all, she thought Tommy was going to die and she was actually rooting for him to die. She was like, Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> Such a punk. Like, wow. <laughs> so she was rooting for him to die. But, uh, deep down I knew, Oh, this is going to devastate her. And sure enough, yeah, when the girl dies, just devastating. And she was hooked. I mean, that was it. Mm. Like she was in it. And just yeah. watching the whole story, like, go through. And for me, like, well, the major things that stuck out of this episode was the opening scene. So where it's the, like, the 60s oh, talk show. Explaining the whole concept of the fungus. Oh, man. Dude, that was, that was breathtaking. Like, literally, it was eerie how crazy yeah. that was. That is the best setup to any zombie story I've ever heard. Right. Like, it made it feel somewhat plausible. Do you know where I feel that was derived from? Where? I Am Legend. Yeah? Do you remember I, at the beginning of oh, I Am yeah. Legend, there's an interview with the lady who cured cancer. Oh, yeah. And it was like, oh, you know, this is what you do. You have, instead of taking a crazy, reckless driver of the car, you put a safe one. And then that mm. ended up with causing the I Am Legend vampire Virus or whatever, disease yeah. thing. And it was the same thing. They kind of talk show, kind of sitting down. But this one did it way better. Yeah. It, it just, brought the... The gravity it did. to the situation. It really did. And it was incredible. Do you know, by the way, who that uh, scientist was in the beginning? The actor? Do you recognize no, him? who was that? I do. I, Dude, I knew his face. He's from a movie we've covered on the podcast before. Okay. Uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's Jonathan from The Mummy. The brother in The Mummy. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Jonathan. <laughs> Put you back into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No way. That's I'm going to go back and look at it. He looks so old. I know. Well, I mean, he is. It's been a long time. Yeah, that's fair. That movie came out like... 1990. Yeah. Something. 1999. Something. Like 25 years ago? Yeah. Like, Dude, that's a long time. And he was like an adult in that, so... He was an adult. Yes, yeah. you are correct. Yes. They might have They might have done some makeup on him, too. I know. He looked a lot older, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe my memory is not... I don't know. Sorry, guy who plays Jonathan. We're yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to insult you, <laughs> but we are. You look so. really old, yeah, man. Dude, he looks terrible. <laughs> Speaking of old, I did not feel like they properly aged Pedro Pascal twenty years. Oh, not at all. He looks the, almost the exact same. It's like he's got a little with bit a of little gray salt hair. and pepper. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> They did not make me believe that. Like, Gigi was like, dang, he looks better now. Like, he looks better 20 years later. Yeah, he seriously With did. a little salt and little, little gray fox. Yeah. Yeah. Silver yeah. fox looks, yeah, he looks good. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> what is it Hey, uh, Gigi said? She's like, Pedro Pascal is aging like a fine wine. Like a fine that wine. That I want to have a sip of. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... We have a uh, we have a rule that she can she can say these things about any uh, any movie actor anyone on a screen right but no nobody in real life nobody in real life <laughs> that's the line that's the line yeah. it's it's kind of like in Friends where they have like the list of five like celebrities like it's like a 
I don't know, be a hall pass or whatever. Like, right. Oh, yeah, like, if if you have the chance to get with that celebrity, yeah, you go ahead. You like, can do it. Right. Yeah. That's if Pedro it. Pascal shows up at my door and wants to make out with you, like, go That's ahead. A free reign. <laughs> All right. Take it away. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, speaking of Pedro Pascal, let's talk about Joel, his Ooh. character. So, what do you um, what do you like about Joel? What do you like about Pedro Pascal as Joel, what are your thoughts? Because you so, played the game, you have like you have emotional connection to that character. How do you feel like Pedro is like, yeah, living up to that mantle? Well, number one, it's it's super hard seeing someone else in that role. So Joel was played was voiced by Nolan North, who is a huge voice actor. He's done um, tons and tons of stuff. Like he did, I think he's actually the clones. In, no way. Uh, Clone Wars? Clone Wars. He also was uh, Nathan Drake in Uncharted. He okay. wow. has done tons and tons of stuff. And I feel like Joel, I, just my the multiple times I've played the game, I know Joel really well. And I love him. I love his character, his mannerisms and things like that. And you know what? Pedro Pascal did a great job. Really? He did a phenomenal job. As good as you can be. Like, really? obviously to me, I'm still kind of like... Like, it's not quite the same, but you know what? He has done, like, he's gotten so close, as so as close as anyone really could. And so, yeah. you know what? I love it. I'm wow. into it. And you know, it's Pedro Pascal. Like, you can't go wrong. Dude, we're riding his hype train right yes. now. Yes. Mandalorian. I just watched Game of Thrones for the first time. So, it is his I'm, season right now. Like, man. basically, to me, it's like he was just in that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I think. Those are some big shoes to fill. It's very hard. It's kind of like when Alden Ehrenreich became Han Solo. Right. It's like, how do you fill Han Solo's shoes if you're not Harrison Ford? Yeah. You know? So I can see how that's a really tough jump to make. But I'm glad to know that, like, you as a diehard video game, like, mm -hmm. fan who has this connection with Joel thinks that he did it well. Yeah. And, like, as someone who didn't play the video game, I thought it was very good casting, too. Yeah. Like... I can't really say how well he relates to the video game character, but I think he's doing a very good job of the role that he's in. Like, he's yeah. just a good actor. You Being know? that father figure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. You got... At this point, he he's basically typecasted. Yeah. As like a <laughs> he proved himself with Grogu, you know, looking after Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian. Like, he's destined for this he's role. He's destined for this. <laughs> Something I did think, though, because I'm, like, seeing video game, like, uh, clips. Yeah. I think that the guy in the video game looks like Gerard Butler. Hmm. So I can see that. Can you see that? Yeah. I'm glad they didn't cast him. Oh, no. I think Pedro doesn't. I, you know what? <laughs> that I was the right choice. I do <laughs> not love uh, Gerard Butler. So. No? No. I mean, he's terrible. I, Phantom of the Opera? I love him, I've man. never seen that movie before in my life. Well, th you're so. missing out, man. And he wears a mask the whole time. So, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, yeah. I think... He did a great job. Um, I have a listener comment. Oh. So our buddy Tyler Funk, oh, who joined right. us on the Interstellar episode, he's weighing in because he is the biggest uh, The Last of Us fan that I know. Bit. <laughs> You're like, come on, Tyler. Come on, Tyler. Come show me. Let's go. He, he wants to join the final, ep like our wrap-up episode when the season ends. All right, so let's maybe, do it. So maybe we'll, have, we'll duke it out then. But he says Joel has always been his favorite character. Of any story. That's fair. He says he lives with pain and anger, but he truly drives the story 
of the power of love and what you'll do for the ones you love. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's a beautiful sentiment. It's um, true. And you'll understand that more I was, at the end of the series. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's very much just like pain and anger right now. Yeah. He's very closed off. And, I mean, we're only three or four You can imagine, in. right? Like, Yeah. Um, and then another comment. Also, Joel, um, the official Titus has commented and said, Joel is my favorite character. He's a relatable guy who's the anti-hero you root for. Ooh. And you know, I felt that too. Yeah. Um, there are just like a couple, there's a few things he does. It's like, that's not a good guy thing to do, you no, know? No. But you're also like a hundred percent on board with him. Like, yep, I would have done that too. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, In that situation. Like, this makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. And you know, they, I think they even like tell in the show, he even says like, Hey, we're not good people. Like, we're, yeah, <laughs> that's right. But we are, you know, we're just trying to make our way. Yeah, like, exactly. Trying to make our way in the galaxy. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> wrong, wrong show. Wrong show again. Um, okay, well, other thing about Joel, I find his Texas accent, like, sometimes he's Texan, other times he's Mandalorian. Like, there's some things he says where I'm like, he might as well be wearing a helmet. Like, he's the Mandalorian. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, he just hasn't really talked a lot. In the first few episodes, so when he does talk, it's like, oh, he's oh he's Texan. That's it. I forget That's right. that he has. Yeah. It feels kind of off. Feels kind of weird. Is it okay on a scale of uh, an actual Texan to Daniel Craig with a oh. southern <laughs> accent? Where <laughs> it's not that bad. Well, it's not a Texan accent. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's hard to do that. It's hard to be it's, a fake accent. It's true. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I'm I appreciate that it's subtle enough. Like he's not trying to go full. Full-blown Daniel full, Craig. Yeah, full-blown Daniel Craig. <laughs> if he was being a uh, foghorn leghorn type of, you know, yeah, accent, like, I, I think that would probably pull me out of it. So I'm glad he toned it down a little, actually. Um, okay, well, let's... You want to talk about episode two, then? Wanna let's go. Move along? Uh, episode two got a little weird for me. Okay. Oh, how so? Hi, Alexa. Alexa's weighing in. Yeah, she, sorry about it's that. It's actually it's actually Google. Oh, so, is it Google? Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> We're a Google house here. Ooh. Not a yeah. I have to go. <laughs> um, episode two is where I think they deviated the most. Really, from, from the the original story is like they. This is where they started. Um, kind of di- changing some of the storyline, mixing things up, adding some new concepts from the game. Um, into the the show, most of it makes sense. Like I like s- some of the stuff that they added in there, and I'm sure they had to do it logistically. But like what? What did they add in that wasn't in the game? Well, the whole idea that the uh, the infected are connected, like oh. oh, like you kill one here, it wakes them all up. Like oh. a mile. That's away. not in the game. It's not in the game. So, I mean, like, if you kill one, I mean, it's the whole idea of you're, there's, they're always around and listening. And like, there's, your gun makes noise. So ex- that it tra- it's kind of like the Walking Dead principle. Like, exa- exactly. you got to be, if you shoot a gun, they can hear that from, like, miles away. Right. But not the fact that, like, oh, they're all connected by the underground fungal network that it awakens the hundreds of horde down uh, the road. Like, that. Yeah, dude, that raised the stakes for me. I was like, oh, dang, this is... 
I, this is scary. I wasn't sure like what was going on. You know when they first they exit and like you look and you see all these guys just kind of like rolling around. It looked like they were doing the wave. You remember? Yeah, it's like, like when the sun hit them. They were like like they were like wriggling in the sun or something. Right. Yeah, and they were like it looked like they were kind of like wriggling. In, <laughs> it was kind of in goofy. unison. Like yeah, you know, like woo. Like we're at a sporting event, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that was kind of weird. It was just like showing that they're connected, essentially. Right, that was basically it. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, they're dormant right now. It was setting up the ending of the episode, mm-hmm. uh, the horde coming and attacking. Yeah. So that was that was a little different, and I don't. So far, I don't super love that. Really? Yeah. Oh no, no, don't. Interesting, because I feel like, and of course, it's probably more. Because of my perspective not of playing the game. Right. I actually appreciated that because it it like doubles down on the the fungus aspect of it. Like, yeah. oh, we're using this as a story, like like as a way to tell the story, a story device. So right. like, okay, this is all stemming from this fungus that's mutated and is able to survive in humans and controls their minds and, you know, uses them as a host, you know. Yeah. Um and now it's kind of, oh, it's almost like building out the world more. It's like, okay, how do these infected work? Yeah. How does, uh, like, oh, they're connected through this, like, system of just like fungus is. And so I, I appreciated that, that it's kind of like sticking with um, the story that it originally set up. Yeah. Um, but I also liked that we, the, what I liked about this episode was that we're outside in the world now. Yeah. And we have like, oh, we have, we can see the, the ruined, destroyed cities yeah. and we're getting some more backstory and, oh, even like uh, Ellie is kind of asking questions like, I heard there were zombies that are like, or infected that, are, that can do this and that. Like there's bat type infected. Right. Which of can... course was setting up the clickers. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, and I said that when she said, I was like, okay, so we're going to see some bat ones and we're going to see, uh, I forget what the other one she said was. I can't was. remember what it was either. Like a monster, like a big giant. Zombie. Oh, that's right. I, I can't remember so, what they're called from the game, but mega zombie, mega. That's I, it. I need to stop saying zombie because inf- they're infected. They're infected. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Zombie yeah. is like a like a lame term at this point. Like, it we're is cooler like, than that. Yeah, yeah. We've moved past the zombie phase. Zombie okay? is not cool. Mm-hmm. No. Sorry, that was so Walking Dead. This is <laughs> they are they are fungally infected. Fungally infected. That's right. This is a next level show. It requires next level terms. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I did enjoy seeing some infected, some clickers mm-hmm. come into play and watch them fight them. And yeah, that was cool. To, you know, always good to see some action. But yeah. that was the most realistic to the gameplay because, you know, he shoots and he misses the head. You know, you go for the headshot, he shoots and he misses. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that feels right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me in the game right there. <laughs> Center mass. Come um, on. No, but this also, I one thing I did love about this episode, uh, to dispute my claim from earlier, was they did a lot, they plugged in a lot of things from the game here, too. Mostly the, okay. the scenes, the, the places. So, so like some shot-for-shot shot like scenes? Shot-for-shot, shot, like literally shot. It was incredible. I was like, I was like getting like little nerdy goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> because like, you know, they're going through the hotel. Yeah. And you know, the whole scene with the water and she's, she can't swim. That's like setting up stuff for later. But um, that scene is basically almost taken exactly from the game. So mm-hmm. like literally down to the, the section where she moves the, um, she moves the luggage cart and the dead and the skeleton like pops out. Yeah. Exactly. Taken from the game. No way. Like, and that was, that was a part of the game that like 
you know, in some open world game or, you know, RPGs, things like that, where you're just like walking around and events are still happening around you. Yeah. That was like an Easter egg in the video game. Like you're just walking around. If you're not next to Ellie at that point, you might not even have noticed. You might not even notice it. And so, but if, if you're next to her, you see this whole scene, she gets scared, there's extra dialogue that happens, and mm. it was like a really cool thing in the game, and they shot for shot brought it back, and I loved every second of it. Wow. And what's really funny is I actually heard another YouTuber talking about this, um, that like in that scene, there's like a safe behind the, the clerk's desk, and part of the game is like you're scavenging for supplies and yeah. stuff like that. And there's a safe and you have to go scavenge for the code. And part of me was like, oh, are they going to find a safe? Are they going to have to look for the code right now? And I was like, oh, no, that, that wouldn't really make sense, oh, would it? Oh, okay. Like, that's, that's a little too video game Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, they got to draw the line somewhere. And I feel like they did a really good job of that. Like, yeah. it doesn't get too video gamey. Where, like, I feel like that would really take away from the show. Yeah. But it's, it's also rewarding the people that have played the video game and love it so much. Because honestly, this show is really for them. Yeah. You know? It's, I mean, but at the same time, they want it to be something that everyone can enjoy. So yeah. I think they really found a perfect balance with this. I think so too. I mean, I really enjoy it. And also, one last thing is the museum scene. Mm-hmm. Everything. That is taken very, very closely from the the video game as really? well. Yeah. Dang. Where they inter- interact with the clickers and things like that. Like, oh, incredible. Man. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about Ellie then as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like, um, from my perspective, I don't really appreciate her casting very much. Oh, come on. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here with that. I don't think she looks anything like the girl on the cover. But I don't think that she needs to. Okay, that's fair. I, I think she looks close enough. I mean, like, you know. I mean, yeah, you, you can't get... I mean, honestly, Pedro Pascal doesn't look super... Yeah. He doesn't look like Gerard Butler, so... <laughs> that's fair enough. So that's fair, but I and think... They, ch- they changed his ethnicity. Like, he's... Yeah, okay, that's, that's also fair. Yeah. So that's just a nitpick for me, then. I did not appreciate her casting. Um, but also... I have less skin in the game. I didn't play the game. So who am I to say what the character should look like, you know? Fair enough. Something that really does, like, something I really don't like about her, though, and maybe this is, like, how she is in the game, but I find her very hard to, like, they're not doing her any favors in getting me endeared to her. Like, I think she's very disagreeable. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I mean, honestly... For these first four episodes, even, I don't really like her that much. Wow. Yeah. I mean, which is tough because I know you're supposed to, like, really feel for this girl. And, like, you want to buy into, like, wow, she's the most important. She's, like, yeah, the thing of the game. You're trying to protect the whole time and, like, get her safe to, to safety. But I'm, like, yeah. this kid is such a punk. She uses profanity in, like, every single scene. That is true. That is. Which I'm, like, I, I get if you're, like, jaded and upset, but, like, even Pedro Pascal, a full adult, doesn't go that far. She's yeah. like, but every single word out of her mouth is, like, F this and, you know, bleep that. And yeah. it just, it's not very endearing. It doesn't make me like her. Yeah. And so I don't appreciate that. So they definitely hardened her in this show. Like, in, in the game, she felt very 
um, innocent almost. Like, yeah, that's what I was sweet. wanting. Like, she was very much a more, I will agree with you. She's like a much more likable character. Yeah. This one, she seems um, like, I could do it myself. I could protect myself. Like, she's got this, like, hard exterior. Yeah. Which, I mean, there is some of that in the game and stuff. But I also think that she's a much more realistic. Like, someone growing up in this environment, an orphan growing up in some sort of Fedra, basically yeah. government housing school thing, you know, yeah. that, that can't be great. And, yeah. I don't know. She feels more realistic for the world. You see, that's, that's so funny. Like. We're like, we switched, man. Because like, I feel like I'm the one who's like, no, stay true to the game. And you're like, well, this makes sense for the story and the world. And I'm like, <laughs> I just <laughs> switched here. <laughs> that's because they've already created the perfect story in the game. All right. Now all they need to do is like, you know, they can. They are never going to achieve that perfect perfection again. All right. <laughs> they just gotta get close to it. Yeah. Okay, that's actually a really good point, though. That, like, it does make sense. I would expect 100% that that's what a teenager growing up in this world, experiencing the things that she's experienced, to act like. I mean, in fact, speaking from personal experience, I work at an organization that serves foster youth. So, boom. Many, many of them orphans. And this is how they act. The orphans. <laughs> okay. <And> it's how they... <laughs> yeah, so that is this true to life. Very <laughs> relatable, huh? Wow, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also think it's funny. She has a major R2-D2 complex going on. What does that mean? That means like uh, how many times has Joel told her essentially to stay with the ship? <laughs> like everywhere they go, stay there, stay put, stay there till I get you, stay with the car, stay, you know. That's true. Huh? And she never does like R2-D2, you know, he's like, he's not staying with the ship. So I just thought that was funny. Yeah, you know what? As much as you're right about that, I think it just has to work, right? It's that fatherly figure that, that he's doing. He's like, oh, stay with the ship. And you're slowly seeing him, Joel, I mean, mm -hmm. um, move into that protective role with Ellie, right? That's what it's yeah. all about. It's all about developing that relationship between Joel and Ellie, all right, into the yeah. end. But um, – you know, what really, really makes me appreciate Ellie's casting, and it took me longer than I would like to admit to realize where I recognized Ellie from. Do, oh, you, know yeah. where, do you know where she's from? No. Dude, another Game of Thrones alumni. Really? She's Lady Mormont. She's the Lady. BA, like, well, uh, child. Ellie? Ellie, Bella Ramsey, uh -huh. is Lady Mormont in Game of Thrones. Lady, who is that? You, do you remember the chick? Um, she was the, the young girl who was like leading the Mormont family in, in the north and stood up for Sansa Stark and John and all that stuff. And you have no. This memory. is not ringing a bell at not all. Not at all? Dude, no. She was probably the most BA character in the whole show. How old? She's like 15. How could she have been in that show? Dude, she was like 12. She was, she was young at that time. Lady Mormont. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And that was the whole point is that she was this child. And she was stronger and more courageous than wow. the other, like, <laughs> leaders, the other 40, 50 year olds that were leading wow. their, their houses. And so, okay, I think this is ringing a bell now. Yeah, you've reminded me. Okay. Wow, interesting. Way to go. Good catch. Yeah, good yeah, catch on where are. she's from. All right. Um, do you know? Well, oh, one more thing on Ellie. So, I was thinking about this again. My mind is always thinking, like, oh, how would this be in the game? So whenever I play a video game, I hate when there's like a hostage situation and there's like somebody that I have to protect 
I'm like, I just, when I play a game, I just want to wreck house and I want to destroy everything around me. That's fair. And it, only worry about keeping myself alive. Yeah. <laughs> and so is that how, I'm just wondering, like, is that how Ellie is? Is she like a hostage? We're like, oh, you've always got to like look at her health bar and make sure she's not no. dying over there. Like she, she like holds her own. Yeah. She holds her own. Um, I can't remember. I think every once in a while there's like a time where if like people are attacking you that she'll get in like, trouble and in, you have a, to in save a her. struggle and okay. there'll be like a notification that'll pop up and you're like, Hey, Hey, save me, save me. And you have to go up and beat that, beat up that guy. But you're not worrying about her health bar. You're not. And you're probably more like, you're like, yeah, get out of here. Like you're, you're like inspired right. to like rescue her. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're like, coming up and just like absolutely destroying <laughs> people and infected and everyone. Cause you're Joel, man. Yeah. You're, Oh, dude, that's cool. Not Gerard Butler. Not Gerard Butler. Gerard, yeah. Gerard, I don't even know how you say his name. Gerard. Gerard. <laughs> garage Butler. Garage Butler. There we go. <laughs> I like that. Better. I could use a Garage Butler. That would be nice. <laughs> so yeah. I'm clean, my clean it up. All right. <laughs> let's get it together. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about the ending of episode two with Tess's death. Oh, man. Okay. I have to say, before we can talk about the ending, I want to talk about the beginning of episode two with Tess. How they introduce the beginning of the virus like of the the fungi and how it was like the first discovered in i can't remember what country that was Uh malaysia or something like that not malaysia some some yeah bulgaria what is it that sarah said she's like it's not a country it's a capital of indonesia oh yeah that's right it's so (laughs) sorry sarah we didn't take we didn't pass our geometry yeah (laughs) but like that's where the the doctor is like bomb everything Right. Is and that isn't that episode three? I thought I thought that was two. You might be right, but that might be episode three. But okay. Well, either way, the whole thing where she's doing the investigation and cutting the like biopsying and dissecting the person, and she pulls the little fuzzy things out of their mouth. What is it called? Like the something? Kakunai. I don't know. They have cordyceps. That's what it cordyceps. Is. Yes, yes, that's right. They pull the cordyceps out of their mouth. And then you see in at the end of episode two, kind of like how they are, and I think you see it a little bit during the episode as well, um, versus just the end. How they like feed on people is they don't like bite them. Mm-hmm. It looks like they just put their mouths on them, and then the cordyceps it's like, like they, latch onto them. Yeah, it's like they're they're not eating them. They're, right. Yeah. They're infecting them with the cordyceps or like yeah trans planting it or something exactly it's almost like it's i don't know i feel like it's it's feeding off of them not eating them right yeah like it's probably i'm assuming it's like it's kind of like i imagine it to be like sucking blood but not oh. re- i don't think it's actually sucking blood nutrients maybe nutrients nutrients uh yeah that is interesting because i remember in the first episode i was really confused at what was happening with right, like i know is she like eating her hair like that's what it looked like yeah with the little fuzzies coming out of the mouth yeah i was like that is that is also a change from the video game okay that one i will say is a bad change is that's very like that kind of ruined tess's death for me um honestly 100 percent. okay yeah now we can that's what i wanted to talk about yeah why those weird things coming out of the mouth and going into her mouth like the makeout death scene with the random infected like 
I didn't. I didn't make any sense. To I me. really want ruined the moment. I really want to like listen to an interview with whoever chose that direction. To like, why? Why would you have like this weird infected come up and you're at make out with Tess? Yeah. As she's like trying to light the, and she just sits there. She doesn't do she anything. She lets it happen. She doesn't react. I, like I was thinking, why don't you grab a grenade? Like. If you Me let off a grenade, you, that? that would do the same thing as yep. a lighter. That's okay? Same thing. We're good. Okay? <laughs> We're on the same page. Quicker death, probably, too, than burning. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, well, did you see at the end of that episode, they always have like a five-minute behind-the-scenes thing? You know, I I never watch it. Because they do that with like House of the Dragon, too. And, oh, yeah? Um, but I never I, – I, people have told me I need to watch it because they like talk about a lot of the stuff. Yeah. And, and um but. i think it's great it gives you it's five minutes it's a little behind the scenes but it it has anna torv the actress who plays tess yeah um talking about that scene and how she's like it didn't go exactly how i thought it would like it ended up oh really like, yeah, so, <laughs> like she's kind of like nicely saying that she didn't like that part right. i think yeah. but do you know where she's from do you recognize her um i only know one thing that she's from because i heard someone else say it what what it was fringe fringe you ever watched okay. fringe i watched a couple episodes my mom actually got really into it oh but what, what i know her from is, is mind hunter oh you know did what? you see mind hunter i saw the first couple episodes and i always wanted to go back and watch it more but jonathan groff man i love yeah. Jonathan Groff. um what's his name christoph from frozen yeah christoph <laughs> or the king in uh in hamilton hamilton thank you uh, also, but, Jesse St. Clair from Glee. Oh, really? Or Jesse St. James? Mm, I can't remember what his, he's his name is. He's in Glee. He's in Glee. No way. Because you know he's a big, obviously you know he's a Singer, big yeah. mu- musical theater. He's got guy. some pipes. He's got some pipes. <laughs> so uh, he is a young pup in Glee, man. He is a young pup. But, oh, I oh, do not recognize. Him. Also, Matrix, uh, the fourth one, the new one that the just new, the, oh I never the saw reboot the new one. kind of oh, okay sequel thing. Man, he's in everything. <laughs> But Anna Torv, uh, she's like a psychologist in that. Is she she's his like, like on the team? No, no, she's on the she's on like the actual professional team that's hunting down oh. these people. Like the whole thing is they're creating criminal profiles. Yeah. So she's the psychologist that's consulting on doing Ooh. that. So she's really good. Um, but you know what? I thought that she got gypped a little bit as an actress because she's like an attractive lady, but all she of her screen terrible. time. <laughs> Her screen time was her with a busted up face. I know. <laughs> and that's all she got, man. I was like, man, poor lady. Like, you she know, looks it's terrible in this show. I know. It's true. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is like I'm sitting there like looking. I'm like, man, Pedro Pascal is a good looking dude. And I was like, she looks awful. <laughs> she's not on his level. She is not on his in level. In real life, she's above his level, man. Really? Yeah. Her. Dang. <laughs> So yeah, they did test dirty, man. I mean, that's confidence, though. You gotta, you gotta have confidence. You gotta respect her for to that. walk out there and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I respect you, Anna Torv. That's a that's a solid move. Um. All right. Well, do we want to go on to episode three then? Since we're talking a little bit about how that one started and how it ended. Let's do it. Um, I don't remember how episode three starts. So well, you were saying I think that's the one that starts with the is are you is that the one? Okay. Uh, well, you know what episode three was mainly to me, it was a major side plot. Okay, 
I have a theory about this. So first of all, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Episode three is about the relationship between Bill and Frank. Really, that's that's what the whole and episode they're is. from the from the video game. So in the video game, we only ever meet Bill. Bill? So Frank, the the story in the game was so different. I mean, I love Bill. Bill was a great character in the game. He was dude. Ron Swans, Ron Swanson, Doomsday Prepper, dude. That was just, awesome to see. Just <laughs> nailed it. He was again. He's a guy that plays like well, basically one person. He's like a but naturalist. I he was a very different person in well, this. Yeah. In this episode, which goes to his acting chops. Yeah, I mean, uh, I heard a story that I was listening to a radio show talking about. Um, just on happenstance, they were talking about uh, the Last of Us and mm-hmm. talking about this episode specifically, and they said that. It was actually Ron Swanson's, I should say, Nick, Nick Offerman's, Offerman's wife. Uh, that Who is Tammy Swanson from the show. In Parks and Rec. Yes, you are correct. Uh, Tammy number two, I think. Tammy two. Tammy two. Um, but uh, that she was the one that, like, so basically he was really busy with stuff when he, like, got offered the script. He, he like, took it home, never read it. Got, and then she ended up picking it up and reading it, and she told him, you need to do this. Oh, wow. She said, good luck in <laughs> New Haven or whatever. They're, they're filming this. Yeah. So, um, and that's the reason that he did it. And so it's wow. such a crazy, like, draw, dramatic role versus his typical comedy, like, yeah. lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, very different. Um, well, getting back to what it was in the game. So wh- I'll give you the how, preface. What's the change? Yeah. So basically, you never meet. Frank. Frank. He's already died at the point you come he, in. Yeah, he's already died. And so they were partners, not um, Not lovers. necessarily in the same way that they are in yes, the show. Yes, how do I say this very <laughs> co- politically correct? Uh, they were not lovers. I mean, well, when the time this game came out, that was not That was not thing. as accepted. Yeah. As, uh, but, uh, you know, we're moving up in the world. So, <laughs> um, But so basically they were actual, like, business partners and – kind of had a very similar relationship whereas they would sm- help them smuggle things in, get supplies for for Tess and Joel to get into the the quarantine zone. And so basically you meet Bill at a point where um Frank had betrayed him or something. I actually have oh, to go dang. back, but basically Frank had disappeared and Bill was like, "Oh, he betrayed me. He stole this and ran off." And then you find Frank's body later. Oh, and you you find him dead. Dang. And so, and it is emo- like still emotional in the game because you see like Bill actually cared for his friend, and still was was sad to see him dead, even though he did betray him. Mm. Um, so there's there's that whole thing going on. But Bill was like an angry number one. He was still alive when Joel and Ellie show up. So and he he assists them reluctantly reluctantly in a certain way. And, okay. And they go through a, a whole storyline to get a truck battery, basically. That's the the storyline in the game. Yeah. And so but Bill is this like spot on, like pre pre Frank in the show. Like that's exactly like hates he everyone, a loner, just is like a prepper, very well prepared. Mm-hmm. He and one thing I do love, a callback to the game is in the game, he sets all these traps mm. all around the town that he's in. So, like, it's not fenced off like it is in the show, but he sets all these traps so that, like, infected are running around and running into, like, 
nail nail um spikes spikes and like exploding things are going off and killing people and infected and mm-hmm. and there's all these traps set up that you have to navigate through the town oh you have to dodge them too and so um Dang. it was kind of a callback in the show where you know he's making like the traps in the forest there's the pit that they fall into that frank falls into and i loved that kind of they changed the story quite a bit obviously but mm-hmm they did bring some of the, some of the same elements. Okay. Well, um, Tyler Funk also is going to weigh in on this one. So on, I love it. Uh, I asked what his favorite episode was. Um, and he's like one and three. It was amazing to see the game characters be adapted to real life. Uh, and he's like, I could quote line for line, and it was that accurate. And they hit, they hint at Bill's life in the game. Mm. So he he, he appreciated that element. Like oh. Yeah, they're bringing in Bill, and like that's such a, you know, a key character in right. the game. Yeah. That it was good to see him. Um, uh, something that really, uh, like ruined that episode for me was Frank, honestly, because, um, because of what I know him from, <gasps> that I, actor. You know, I don't know him from anything. White Lotus. Oh, so he's like the the front desk guy in White Lotus. Is and, he really? Yeah, and let me tell you, I hated that show. <laughs> I only watched the first episode and like a a scene or two after that too. But uh, I mean, I hate everybody in that show. To be fair, yeah, fair enough. But that that actor ugh, was really bad. Really. So, so seeing him, I was like, oh, you're not welcome on my screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, I'm, you know, I'm sending, so a, I'm really sensing pulled. a trend here. So, you know, BBC, the British broadcasting, you know, uh-huh. network, whatever it is, um, is really well known for reusing actors. Yeah. And, uh, if you notice here, I'm sensing a trend that HBO is also doing the same thing. They really do. Tons of actors from game of Thrones. Yeah. Apparently white Lotus. There's a couple other HBO shows that like the, one of the, I think the writer or who the uh, the person that's adapting it into the TV show is from a HBO show called Chernobyl. Um, so I don't know what's mm. going on here, HBO. Come on, bring some originality in this. Well, um, Brandy, Brandy M. Walker from Instagram oh. <laughs> weighs in, and she said her favorite character was Frank. How could you not love him? How could you not love him, Caleb? All it's, right. it's because of White Lotus, man. It's ruined him for me. To be fair, Brandy does love White Lotus. so Okay, so there you go. There you go. That's, that that's probably it. the only reason. Yeah. Well, I think, um, to be honest, the third episode was my least favorite. Really? Um, yeah. Well, for one, to me, it felt like such a side plot. Yeah. Like, we did not see hardly any Joel and Ellie till, till the end. Right. Which the end was great. Um, and I did, I, I did love seeing like, um, uh, what's it, Bill? Yeah. Bill do the, like all the doomsday prepping. That and was so cool. I love that kind of character in like a post-apocalyptic show. Right. I love the prepper character, but just everything in the middle felt so inconsequential to the story for me. Um, and so I think that just like. I felt a little impatient, like, okay, come on, let's like get back to the actual story, you know? Right, right, yeah. And that's just me. That's just personal preference. But I also felt like this was the first episode where I felt like, okay, HBO is definitely the one who's producing this, you that's know? That's fair. Like, it didn't yeah. feel like, uh, I mean, obviously not a Disney Plus show. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, it was not a... This is the first time it felt like an HBO show. 
were like, oh, yeah, they're like raising the bar on like the sexual nature of the show on like I felt like even the profanity was at a higher level this time. And like just all the like adult, you know, themes of the show. I thought the, the bar was raised and I personally didn't enjoy that. Yeah. So this was my least favorite episode. It was a, a very uncomfortable love scene, I felt like. Just very, very <laughs> uncomfortable in many, many different ways. So, mm. um, <laughs> And I mean, to be fair, Game of Thrones also had a lot of very uncomfortable love scenes of all kinds. So I don't know. No, I do agree. Yeah. They definitely HBO-ified. They HBO-ified it. HBO-ified it. <laughs> um, oh. See, here's my theory. Now, again, I've this is the last episode I have seen so far. So, I, episode four is out. Okay. Um, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Haven't had time. I'm 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 working on it. All right. And so, uh, I have a theory. I don't know if this anything has been called back in episode four yet. That they did all of this setup, and it's not going to go to waste. So okay. we've already seen Tess's character, even though she's dead by episode three. We've already seen her come back in flashbacks. And see yeah. a little bit more of her character. And I have a feeling that they're going to flesh out more of the relationship between Bill and Joel. Okay. And bring him back in flashbacks. And they they need to make this episode meaningful. Yeah. Basically. Like, it. I mean, number one, I mean, it was like a heartbreaking. Like, watching the relationship and how they grow and how they, like really like loved and took care of each other was actually like amazing. I loved that aspect of the, of the show. And it was really sad when they died, like, and how they died watching. I, I didn't see that whole thing come in of mm-hmm. like Frank developing some oh, sort Haven, of Haven called that. She's like, well, maybe not him developing a, yeah, disease, right. but like she called that they were going to do like a Romeo and Juliet type thing. Really? Murder, oh, suicide. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Well, so funny. Speaking of like, well, talking about how you're saying this, like, it won't go to waste. Well, for one thing, uh, they don't talk about it at all in episode four. (laughs) They don't. No. Okay. So they might bring it back later. I think that Um, they are. I think that they probably will. As we get farther away from it, we're gonna have more. There's gonna be some callback to that. But I also feel like um, they there was there was a purpose to it. even though I felt like it was very much a side quest and I didn't really appreciate that storyline, Haven pointed out that like that it is in some way it makes you feel more it fleshes out um, Joel's feelings for Tess and yes. that loss because we didn't really get to feel that loss very much. You know what? That's true, huh? They but did. now that we see Bill losing Frank and he's like talking to Joel about Tess and like. That's where I feel like the connection is made of the reason why that story was told to like give you more feeling for Joel losing Tess. Yeah. So I, I can admit that, that I see that there's a purpose in it. Yeah. Um, but it felt like one of those episodes, like everyone's least favorite episode in a show is the filler or the, this like look at the Mandalorian episode two of the first season was like him, hunting down the Jawas they didn't get anywhere it didn't do anything right no yeah and so it felt very wasted and just like I want to get back to the story that's how I felt with this episode mm, interesting but again that episode had a uh, had a pretty important callback that's how he got his in the Mandalorian that's how he got his symbol 
Yes, the, right? the, that's right. The Mudhorn, and that's how they became their their clans. You're right. Good point. So, Good point. Again, I feel like this is going to have some sort of major impactful, other than, of course, fleshing out a little bit more of the relationship between Joel and Tess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just This episode just sticks with me. And I have heard some reviews saying that this was probably the best episode of television ever created. Episode three? Episode three. Oh, it, no. I have seen multiple reviews where that has been quoted, okay? <laughs> so, I wow, don't... I wholeheartedly disagree with those people. Uh, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm calling you out right now, whoever you are. Whoever you are out there, but... Um, no, I mean, from this just took such a left turn out of nowhere. Like, I was not expecting this at all, and to be so emotional for no reason HBO you just got me okay <laughs> for real like oh man I, Gigi cried I almost got there but yeah wow well so we'll stop there then on our in-depth discussion on, our- on the episodes I'll just say about episode four in a non-spoiler way that this episode really does there's it I feel like it moves the story forward and it has a lot of action yeah. So I appreciated that about the next episode to come, episode yeah. four. And uh, just a quick little thing. There was another uh, actress that I recognized from something random. Really? The the actress who plays Kathleen in the next episode, Melanie Linsky. In I was episode like, four? Yeah, it was bothering me so much where I knew her from. And sh- have you ever seen the Drew Barrymore retelling of Cinderella called Ever After? Mm, no, I don't think I have. Okay, well, she's one of the ugly stepsisters in that movie. Really? Yeah. I was like, it's killing me. Where's she from? And so, unfortunately, my superpower, it failed me. I couldn't name it, so I had to Google where she was from. But but that's where she's from. And you pinned it down to the Cinderella retelling of Ever After. Yeah. I guess that's a (laughs) gift all on its own. (laughs) First of all, having ever seen that movie. Yeah. Well, I wanted to uh, say a quick thing, too, about just, like, how well this show is doing. So, like, on top of it just getting insane reviews from, like, just people everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's it's all a buzz. It also has a 99% Rotten Tomato score. A 9.4. Yeah. It's like, you can't get better than that. Um, a 9.4 out of 10 from IMDb. And so... Just to give you an idea of like how much this has been streamed, uh, the premiere was watched uh, across linear channels in HBO Max by yeah. 4.7 million viewers on the first day. Wow. Which is the second biggest that HBO has ever like wow. had since 2010. I think um, House of Dragon was the biggest. Really? The season premiere of House of the Dragon was the biggest oh, premiere. Oh, dang. And then uh, in the first 12 days, it was seen by over 22 million people. Dang. You know what? I love that because this game, the game was amazing. The story of the game won awards. I mean, the story of the game, let alone the gameplay wow. and everything else that goes along. I mean, that's how incredible this was. And to finally, finally see it in live action for for the lay people, man. Not just <laughs> yeah. for the, the gamers out yeah, there. Yeah, okay? for everybody. To get this story out there. For the because, masses. Because, <laughs> Caleb, you, do, you have, do you know anything about how this ends? No. No? I don't oh, know man. yet. Okay. I'm 
I'm I'm pure. I'm innocent. Dude, you're <laughs> you're gonna be blown away. Oh dang. I can't wait. You're gonna I be blown wait. away. I, should I play the game before I finish the show? Like should I play the whole game? Like midway through the show? That's up to you. Oh man, I don't know what to do. That I can't make that decision. It's such for an exciting, you. like such an exciting prospect, you I know? know? Just I like, know, because you based gonna... on how good the show's been so far, how much everybody loves the game. I'm like, I can't go wrong. I could right. watch the show. I could play the game. I could do a little bit of both. Like, So here's the thing, though. So if this is a nine-episode season, and I have an idea about where episode four ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the game is split up into four parts, basically. Four seasons, like fall, winter, summer, oh, and spring. really? Not in that order, because that, that's not in the correct. The game, the, the first game. The first game. And that tells a complete story, that just the, the first game. The first game, yeah. It ends after the first... Last of Us Part Two is a continuation that... To be honest, guys, I have not finished The Last of Us Part Two. It wasn't It wasn't good enough It didn't. It didn't hold up for me. I didn't love it as much. Because, um, I don't know, we'll, I won't go into all of that. But, uh, but I'm wondering about where they're going to end off. Because they're not going fast enough to finish the whole game. I don't know, because I looked up like where they're going to end off. And it says that The Last of Us Season 2 is going to be covering half of the second game. Really? Yeah, so Season 1 has got to cover the the first game, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. So... But no, or what do you mean? Well, here's what. So it wasn't even renewed. Like, the Season 2 was not even solidified until last month, until January. Yeah. Because they they saw that, oh, it actually is going to work. So I'm thinking that they only did season one covering the first game. And then season two covering half the second game, arriving in early to mid-2024. And then season three is going to cover the other half of the second game. Okay. So then this is going to finish the story. Okay. Mm. Dang. I'm right. really... I, I mean, if that's true, that what we're reading is true, I'm really excited that... This first season is going to be the story of the game and be done. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a good place. That, that was a good choice for them. I was a little bit worried that they were going to do almost like maybe one season is, is two parts of the first game. Mm. And then the next season mm-hmm. is the next two parts of the You're first afraid game. they were going to split it up a little more. Yeah. They're going to hobbit it, you know. Turn yeah. a two-parter into a three-parter and then... Yeah. Oh. Well, dang. I'm excited for what's to come. I'm ready to play the video game. Uh, it's a pretty cool season. This is really... It's cool to have a new yeah. thing out there, you know? It's true. You know, I was going to I was gonna wait until it was all out and then binge it all. Really? But you know what kept me in? You know how I know this is a good show, okay? It's the same reason I knew House of Dragon was a good show, okay? The memes. <laughs> the memes. The memes, man. Okay, that is what got me. That pulled you in. Yes, it's pulled me in. I was like, you know what? I have to be a part of this in the here and now. I got to yeah, know what's going you on You ride there. the wave, man. Yeah, That's dude. what's so beautiful. I love when shows do that, when they release one a week. Because yeah. then you get to like have some water cooler conversation. Be like, oh, did you catch the latest episode? And you can like, I think you it, it like in, it enriches the experience. Yeah. You know, I've never had water cooler conversation, conversation. about TV shows until recently. Really? Well, finally, someone in my office <laughs> watches the same shows. That, and they watch it every week. Like we did it with House of the Dragon. We're doing it now with The Last of Us. Oh, An nice. episode comes out on Sunday. 
and they're like ready to talk about it on Monday. I usually have not watched it yet, but <laughs> here, here we are. Yeah, gotta catch up, man. Go home and watch that. Uh, that's part that, four. Part four. It's yeah. waiting for you. It's ready. Oh man, in for it. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us tonight for our conversation on the midpoint of The Last of Us. We'll we'll definitely check back in as the season wraps up. Yeah. And give our final thoughts on the show. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And we'll uh, catch you next time on the Chronicles of Critics.